Take The Ron Show wherever you go. Download the America One Radio app to your smartphone and listen on the go. Or in traffic wishing you were on the go. The Ron Show on America One Radio. Okay, so it's hard to ignore that the date is January 6th. 2023, of course, but it wasn't but just two years ago that our entire nation, our democratic republic, it's not even hyperbolic to think this, but the peaceful transfer of power was on the line. And with it on that day during the January 6th attack, a lot of other dominoes would have fallen. Trust in our democracy and in our process in Washington. We already have enough doubt in our election process at the local, state, and federal level. The majority of the country doesn't buy into the electoral college being how we determine who the leader of the free world and our president is. We have gerrymandering at the congressional level, at the state level. Hell, we're seeing it play out at the county level in Cobb County. We can't rely on the Senate to give us a fair snapshot of what the will of the people is because we're using artificial lines to determine what a state is. There's no equality there whatsoever when California has, what, 40 million, 60 million people? And Wyoming has 600,000, and they get the same number of senators in that chamber. Never mind D.C. statehood. Never mind Puerto Rican statehood. There's enough doubt in the way we go about calling ourselves the world's leading democracy. Wink, wink. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a republic. Sure. Okay. Sure. But we call ourselves a nation of the people, by the people, for the people. And yet we don't let the people really decide in their completeness who serves in our highest levels of government. And as fragile as all of that makes our process, January 6, 2021, threatened to throw what little credence there was for electing our federal leadership out altogether. And with that domino falling, what would have come next? Instead, there were brave people here in Fulton County, in Arizona, Pennsylvania, and of course, of course, on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol. And so today, whereas we had a prior president who gave Presidential Medal of Freedoms to the likes of Rush Limbaugh, instead, we had a president honor and commemorate those who were on the front lines, wherever they were and in whatever capacity, of defending this nation against a movement that sought to seat an unelected commander-in-chief and president of these United States. So it's on that note that I'm going to spend a good bit of this segment giving you the audio from that ceremony. Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests, the recipients of the 2023 Presidential Citizens Medal, the Honorable Jocelyn Benson.
the Honorable Russell Wesley Bowers. U.S. Capitol Police Private First Class Harry A. Dunn. U.S. Capitol Police Sergeant Caroline Edwards. Former Metropolitan Police Department Officer Michael Fanone. Ruby Freeman and Wandrea Arche Moss. U.S. Capitol Police Sergeant Aquilino A. Ganell. U.S. Capitol Police Officer Eugene Goodman. Metropolitan Police Department Officer Daniel Hodges. Dr. Serena Liebengood, accepting on behalf of U.S. Capitol Police Officer Howard C. Liebengood. The Honorable Albert Schmidt. Gladys and Charles Sicknick, accepting on behalf of U.S. Capitol Police Sergeant Brian D. Sicknick. Aaron Smith, accepting on behalf of Metropolitan Police Department Officer Jeffrey L. Smith. And then President Biden came out to speak. Thank you all very, very much. Two years ago, on January the 6th, our democracy was attacked. There's no other way of saying it. The U.S. Capitol was breached, which had never happened before in the history of the United States of America, even during the Civil War. A violent mob of insurrectionists assaulted law enforcement, vandalized sacred halls, hunted down elected officials, all for the purpose to attempt to overthrow the will of the people and usurp the peaceful transfer of power. All of it, all of it, was fueled by lies about the 2020 election. But on this day, two years ago, our democracy held, because we, the people, as the Constitution refers to us, we, the people, did not flinch. We, the people, endured. We, the people, prevailed. And on this day of remembrance, joined by the Vice President and the Second Gentleman and all of you, we honor a remarkable group of Americans who embodied the best before, during, and after January the 6th, 2021. For the first time in my presidency, I'm bestowing the Presidential Citizens Medal, one of our nation's highest civilian honors. It recognizes, quote, citizens of the United States of America who have performed exemplary deeds of service for their country or their fellow citizens, end of quote. In a few moments, in a few moments, the full citation of their exemplary deeds will be read by a military aide. But this is who these people, these extraordinary Americans are. Heroic law enforcement officers. As Congressman Benny Thompson said, a man of immense character and honor himself eloquently said about these officers, he said, quote, you held the line that day, and what was on the line was our democracy, and history will remember your names. And history will remember your names. They'll remember your courage. They'll remember your bravery. They'll remember your extraordinary commitments to your fellow Americans. That's not hyperbole. That's a fact. That's a fact. And folks, history also going to remember 
your instincts to respond, to do something, as you did. And as we all watched, this is the irony about all. All America watched it, watched it on television and saw it repeated and repeated. In the past months, we've heard you testify to the nation about what happened that day, what you were thinking of at the time it was happening, what you're thinking now, the threats, the violence, the savageness of what happened, the trauma, all real. And it's not exaggeration to say America owes you, owes you all, I really mean this, a debt, a debt of gratitude, one we can never fully repay unless we live up to what you did, live up to what you did. And what you did was truly consequential, not a joke. If I can halt for a second and just say to you, the impact what happened on July the 6th had international repercussions beyond what I think any of you can fully understand. The first meeting I had of what they call the G7, the seven leading economies in the world, democracies, I sat down. It was in February. It was in England. And I sat next to the president of France, across from the chancellor from Germany, etc. And I said, America's back. You know what the response was? Not a joke. For how long? For how long? And I just sat there and looked, and I believe it was the Prime Minister of Italy who said, but I can't remember for certain which of the seven, six said it. And what would you think, Mr. President, if tomorrow you woke up and you had a headline in the press saying that in the British Parliament, a mob had come down the hall, broken down the doors of the House of Commons. Police officers were killed or died. The place was vandalized in order to overthrow the election of a Speaker of the House a prime minister's election. Think about it. Think about it. What would we think if we heard that news today? Many of the leading democracy in the world went through this. So, folks, these people and the people representing those who couldn't be here because they gave their lives for this did is incredibly consequential. And that's not political talk, that's historical fact. Officer Daniel Hodges, Metropolitan Police Department, Virginia National Guardsman, eight years, eight years on the beat. His first time inside the Capitol was on January the 6th. Sprayed with poison, pinned and crushed, I almost gouged out, but he didn't break. After it was over, he was asked what he'd been fighting for. This is a local guy, an ordinary American. And he gave a simple, straightforward answer. What were you fighting for? His spontaneous answer was democracy. Mm. That's what he knew he was fighting for. He wasn't a scholar. He wasn't a historian. He was a red-blooded American. He was fighting for democracy, 
Former Metropolitan Police Officer Michael Fanon. Become friends. I've known, I've come to know him more. 20 years in the job, a veterans narcotics investigator. At a moment of crisis, he was asked to do undercover work elsewhere. But he answered the crisis call of our nation at the Capitol. And you answered, Michael, you always did. He was beaten, beaten, not, not pushed around, beaten. And he was tased. Called a traitor as the mob shouted, if you remember, kill him with his own gun. Kill him with his own gun. Mm. But he defended our democracy with absolute courage. And ever since, he's spoken out forcefully to make sure people are held accountable because he knows it could happen again. There's no guarantees except us, all of you. Private First Class Harry Dunn from the United States Capitol Police, 14 years on the force. On that day, he was outside Speaker Pelosi's office. He stood guard protecting fellow officers who were already injured. He was fighting back insurrectionists across the Capitol while being called the vilest racist names. His own congressman, a true constitutional scholar, Jamie Raskin, who couldn't be here today as he recovers from cancer treatments, but he called me, wanted me to say the following, and I wrote it down. Officer Harry Dunn acted with remarkable courage and valor to defend both our institutions and our people. Went on to say, generations to come will think of him and these officers and thank them for their service. End of quote. Officer Carol Edwards, five years on the force, U.S. Capitol Police, on the front lines of the mob's first surge. She stood there. She said, and I'm, I'm not, I hope I'm correctly quoting you, she said, it looked like a movie. It looked like a movie. Sometimes in crisis, things look surreal. It looked like a movie. Knocked unconscious with, with traumatic brain injury, she got back up to help hold the line. The granddaughter of two proud military veterans, she says, it was her job to, quote, protect America's symbol of democracy, end of quote. Wow. That building. Sergeant Zucchino, excuse me. Aquino. Aquino. Thank you, pal. I'm <laughs> glad you know your name. Unfortunately, because we're running up on a hard break, I'm going to have to cut that short, but I'm going to share the video of this ceremony. Uh, and of course, he gets to the two brave women from Atlanta, Georgia, here in Fulton County, who endured so much hate, threats against their life, had to move from their homes, and uh, you'll get to see them get awarded their medals as well. Cannot wait to show that for you. You'll have that for you in the show notes at ronshowatl.com. All right, uh, next segment, last segment for the show for the week. <laughs> Let's get back to uh, messing around with gay people. You cannot, cannot keep inviting Pete Buttigieg to Fox News with those baited questions. Oh my gosh, Brett Baer gets handed 
his ass. Next. More Ron Show on America One Radio after this.